Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit
Uh, good evening, everyone. Um, glad you joined us this, this evening. And we're going to be having a fellowship call. And hope that you enjoy it tonight. And we're going to be unmuting our moderator's mics here shortly. Uh, Brother Mark Kennedy and Brother Carl Roberts are going to moderate the program tonight. I'm going to kind of sit in the corner and <laughs> and listen to the moderation. Welcome aboard, Brother Mark Kennedy. Hello, Brother Larry. So you're going to sit in the corner and twiddle your thumbs? Yeah, <laughs> that's a likely story with this this blabbermouth. <laughs> I'll try to restrain myself as much as I could. I'm uh, just getting ready to go on Facebook Live right now, uh, and okay. also I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Brother um, Carl to join us as well. Yes, so yes. He'll be with us shortly. Yes, How's they, they had they had some TV show or something. I don't know where they got this name, but. Uh, Curb your enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well. You were restraining yourself when I thought of that name. Curb your enthusiasm. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, All right. All right. Well, we are now live on Facebook. Welcome aboard, everyone. We're glad you could join us tonight. let me just look and see. No, he hasn't come in yet. We are a little early. We're about seven minutes early. Yeah, um, a little early. I, so um, what do you want to talk about tonight? Oh, uh, this, happy, this happy day, for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um uh, Roses are red, my love. Violets are blue, something like that. (laughs) Yes, yes, that poem from long ago. How does it go? Roses, violets are blue. Sugar is sweet and so are you. (laughs) Sugar is sweet and so are you. Oh, yes. (laughs) <laughs> when when they're in a good mood, that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah well, Fred, Fred, we're glad to have you with us tonight. And Fred, just to give you a little bit of an update, we don't always um, we don't always do topical or expositional studies. Every once in a while, we have fellowship calls, and so you jumped in on a fellowship call tonight. And uh, I just always like to explain explain that. Let's see if um, okay. Here here is Carl. Uh, I'm gonna unmute him. Welcome aboard, Carl and Mark. And you guys are the moderators on this program. I'm just gonna go ahead and go in my little corner and and let you guys uh, do your thing. So. Uh, I'll, I'll announce if any uh, the, the guests that come on Facebook. I'll kind of uh, man that side of the aisle. So welcome aboard. Hey everybody, how's everybody doing? I don't know how well you guys can hear me. I'm on the boat and it's 
busy working. So. And hey, we, can hear, we can hear you. We can hear the splashing of the waters, but that gives us kind of an ambiance. <laughs> 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 well, well, Brother Mark, so what you got on your mind this evening? Oh, okay. Uh, I watched Brother Larry's devotional early this morning about about this sappy day that we're in right now, you know, Valentine's Day, Eros Day, and I made a comment on his thing, and I just want to briefly reiterate it as a starting point to get us going. And uh, let me see if I can remember. Oh, I said... Uh, Sappy sentiment. I said something to the effect of sappy sentimentality on Valentine's Day, Eros Day, and then I said uh, the love of the world is fake and conditional, unlike the love of Christ, which is real and unconditional. And so. Especially in the dating scene out there, I have I, I don't have any dating history, but I see people that are going together, and they're the most unlikely couples, you know, just because they made Google eyes at each other. <laughs> and so, I don't know, man. I just don't get it. Maybe it's me. I don't know, but I think this Valentine's Day. Of course, it's another pagan holiday like Christmas and Halloween, of course. And so, you know, real Christians, I don't think we need the holy days. What's that scripture? Uh, one person esteems, you know, a, one day different from another, and, and then another person esteems every day the same, and and then then it goes into the talk about the observing the new moons and the festivals and all that. You know the one I mean? Yes. Uh, yes. yes. And so then yes. I had a thought that we could start off on and see where it takes us from there. What do you think, Brother Carl? Well, yeah, um, you know, that's why it's important for us as believers and truth seekers, you know, by the grace of God, to fellowship with one another, you know, and to lift each other up. Um, you know, the enemy, he's clear, you know, he's cleverly constructed a a system that has the ability to make anyone who rejects it, you know, seem completely insane. I mean, and, <laughs> you know, I mean, our, you know, our rejection of things of the world, you know, and what I'm talking about here is a genuine rejection. You know, the work that the Holy Spirit has done by the grace of God in our hearts, we you know, we want to please him because we love him who first loved us. And we genuinely want to separate ourselves from this system that Satan has so cleverly constructed. Um, you know, and like you were saying, it's just uh, one pagan holiday after the next. And um, it just keeps on going and, yep. and keeps on going. Yes, it does. It does. And uh, Christmas is really the worst. I mean, they get they get people to spend money on Valentine's Day and Easter and all that, but but Christmas is the top ranked holiday. 
in terms of merchantability and and how much and they they track it and now they have Black Friday and Cyber Monday. It's like, yeesh, give me a break. I mean, you know, I don't really need anything other than food, clothing, and shelter and and whatever else might come up on a situational basis. But man, they've got people so programmed. Oh yeah. Buy. I have come to the conclusion that capitalist economy, you know, uh, you know, as conservatives, they tout, you know, capitalism is the best system in the world. Yeah, it's better than communism and socialism, but even uh, there's there's some spiritual problems with capitalism too. I I have come to this conclusion after living on this earth for 61 years now that you know they just want you to buy stuff, you know. They don't care what you do with it after you buy it. Just go out and buy stuff. I mean, look what George W. Bush said after 9-11. Hey, everybody, everything's cool. Go shopping. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy to me. Well, you know, I think it's I mean, it, yeah, it is. I mean, and even, you know, our birthdays that we celebrate, and I'm not saying there's something, you know, I mean, and then, you know, I mean, but I don't see anywhere in Scripture that, you know, birthdays are celebrated by believers. I mean, Herod, King Herod, he celebrated his birthday. Um, yep. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's, uh, like I say, I mean, it, you know, it can get a little uh, hectic sometimes. I mean, if you let it get to you, I mean, but by the grace of God, we just, like I say, just separate ourselves from it as much as we can. and. Um, and, you know, just try to reach out to one another. I mean, you know, we, you know, you know, we are, you know, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and I'd like to read, uh, some scripture. I'll, in the, it's going to be in the authorized King James version only. It's going to be Matthew chapter 12. It's going to be Matthew chapter 12 verses 46 through 50. Okay. And we'll, and then well, once I finish there, I think I'm going to read John chapter six thirty nine through forty. Um, good deal. Actually, I think I'm actually I think I actually may read thirty five through forty in John six. But just let me just let me know whenever you're there. Um, and brother Larry, did I hear you say that we had a that we had a new guest on with us tonight? Oh uh, yeah. Well, we have a number of guests that are joining us on Facebook. They're listening in, and uh, Fred. Uh, Smith, who is a very, um, he's become pretty well known on Facebook Live and, and posts some really good posts from a reform perspective, and I really enjoy uh, following Fred, and I've liked a lot of his comments. He uses scripture to back up everything. Real no-nonsense approach to biblical doctrine, which I appreciate. So he's joined us. We also have Dan Richardson who's just joined us, and I'm sure since we're just at the top of the hour, a number of other people will be joining us. So I, I'll kind of key you in as you go through uh, and announce any new guests to join us. Okay, great. Um, Yeah, I just didn't know if we had somebody else on talk to you with us. Um, Brother Mark, are you there yet? Yeah, was that uh, Matthew chapter 12, you say? Yes, sir, verses 46 through 50. Um, oh, you know, and, okay. Go yes, for it. Okay, um, yeah, and, you know, we as believers, um, you know, 
we are the true family, you know, um, yeah. the body of believers, you know. Um, so starting so starting with verse 46 here in Matthew 12, um, while he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without, desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Now, Christ is not talking about us doing anything. (laughs) What he's talking about is those that believe on him. All right, and and as we're going to see here in John six, this is the will of the Father in John six, and we'll start with the verses um, thirty five, and we'll read down through forty. Um, verse thirty five. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Verse thirty. Verse thirty five in John six. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that you have also seen that you have also that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me. That every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. All right, and this is, you know, we're instructed here that our, and, you know, we're taught by the Holy Spirit here that our true family is the brethren that believes on Jesus Christ, and not this Arminian free will works idolatry antichrist either, but Jesus Christ, yeah. the one who has redeemed his people, all right, and has and has saved us from the wrath of God, all right? Yeah. And, and, and this Jesus Christ has created all things, all things, all right, including this circular, flat, enclosed earth that we live on. And this is the Christ that we worship. And, um, you know, it's just important for us as, you know, as, you know, as, you know, as believers to, uh, to you know, to come together like this and have fellowship with one another. And as I read this scripture here, it's just such a comfort, you know, that you know we don't have to do anything. And and I'm not embracing antinomianism or <laughs> or any of that nonsense. All I'm this is what I'm saying. Christ has finished and made an end of sin. And Amen. because of his and because of his work on the cursed tree. He has redeemed all of his elect, and he is the firstborn among many brothers. Man, very well said. Let me jump in and just invite three more guests that have just joined us. Um, I want to welcome aboard Andre Barros and Barry Henderson. I think I mentioned uh, Dan Richardson. We also, of course, want to welcome our moderators, Mark Kennedy and Carl Roberts. And I know that uh, Sister Babs is listening in tonight, as well as Sister Rosette is here with me, my wife, and also uh, Mark Kennedy, of course, one of our moderators. And we're going to have 
quite a few other ones join. Ashley Kenny, greetings, Ashley, from, I think Ashley is in the Philippines. He just went from Australia to the Philippines, so that's wonderful. So that gives you guys an update. I didn't mean to uh, interrupt, but I wanted to make sure everyone felt welcome. Okay, wonderful. great. Yeah, glad to know that everybody's out there tonight. Um, hello, Sister Rosette, how are you? And hello, my beautiful bride. Babs. <laughs> Amen. Welcome aboard, Babs. Hi, Babs. Okay, yeah, that's good, Brother Carl. We're the real family, not our biological families of origin. I agree. That's Amen. Wonderful. Amen. Very well said. Yes, I found another scripture in Romans that applies to what I was talking about other earlier. Um, Romans chapter 14, verse 5 to 8 in the King James Version. You don't have to turn there. I can just read it real quick. Uh, and it starts off in verse 5. One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Verse 6. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord, and he that regardeth not the day to the Lord he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, eateth not, and giveth God thanks. Verse 7, for none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. Verse 8, for whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. That is that is so comfortable. And I see in this, I see a horizontal connection between uh, the saints of God on earth and God in heaven. Whereas people out there in the world who, who don't have this belief, they, they don't have a horizontal connection to anything greater than themselves. They have vertical connections to other fallen creatures and therefore, they have a limited frame of reality because they don't have that vertical connection to the Almighty Jehovah like we do. Amen, amen. And you know, you're you know, you are so right there, brother Mark. And you know, whenever you base your hope and happiness on the deeds of other people, you know, in that arm of flesh, you're always going to be let down. I mean, even and, whenever you know, even you know, even when we try our best, you know, yep. we still you know we still fail. You know, yep. we still fail, you know, and, but Christ, you know, he shall not fail, <laughs> you know, and I mean, you know, by his grace, you know, if, um, by his grace, if he, you know, if, if, if by his grace, we have made him our all, you know, and that's a work that he's performed in us. Um, that's right. And, you know, then you know what, we won't be let down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we won't be lit then. I learned yeah, that yeah. lesson when I was ten years old. I I learned that lesson that that people are undependable. My parents divorced when I was ten years old, and I went through I went through a few episodes of physical abuse in my very early you know first decade of life. I went through some episodes of abuse, but that's okay. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And now that my father has passed on to the other side without Christ, he will 
have to answer for all of that stuff that happened back then, long time ago, when he stands before the tribunal of God. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And so, yep. you know, I, was, I, used I was, to be... Uh, used to be I used to be a very shy and timid person but not anymore I I'm a totally different person than I used to be even 10 years ago well well thank you well thanks for sharing that brother Mark that was oh. you got it brothers you got it Let's see what else I was going to mention uh, that passage that Brother Carl was reading from. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know if you have your Bible in front of you there, but can you read also, I can quote it, John 6.29. I love, that kind of really puts a cap on it. It says, oh, yes. this, is, this is the work of God that you believe on him, or something to that effect. If you can read that, I, I'm just kind of quoting it from memory. Yes, it says, uh, verse 29, um, Jesus answered, or it says in 28, you know, this is just to, just to establish some context for the people listening there in case yeah. they're not familiar with it. Um, this is after Christ fed the multitudes, and, they, and you know, they want to make him king, and he set sail, and they follow him, to, and, <laughs> and they follow him and want to make him king. And they come to him, and they say in verse 28, um, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Verse 29, Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him who he hath sent. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's the work of God. It's his work yeah. that we believe. It's his work that we believe. You know, and you know, and I tell you, you know, and this just really people hate this. You know, people people hate it. I mean, they for some reason, people just have to lift their they ha, they feel like they have to lift their hands to it. I mean, and it yeah. just it just boggles my mind. I mean, I don't say why you want to, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I, I mean, mean and, right, and, and you know, and and again, you know, like Christ says in the. Um, in the verses in verse in verse thirty six through forty that I read earlier, you know, um, you know, this is the Father's will which has sent me. Verse thirty nine, that of all which He hath given me, I shall lose nothing, but she raise it up again at the last day. Verse forty, and this is the will of Him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on Him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. You know, and this is His work. And, you know, as believers, you know, being taught of the Lord, you know, we know that if we had to contribute anything to it, it would not be everlasting life. (laughs) Amen. Hey, we just had another guest join us, Oscar Graves. Welcome aboard, Oscar. Wonderful. Yeah, you know, and down in verse 45, you know, uh, and, you know, verse 43, and I, and I love the sixth chapter of John. You know, it's John's, you know, John 6, John 10, you know, verse 43 through 45. Um, Jesus, therefore, answered and said unto them, because they were murmuring like people do today, boy. They don't, they don't, they can't, they can't stand it. They would rather call Jesus Christ a failure 
and say, oh, no, 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 no. Christ just made it possible for everybody, man. He just made it possible. He didn't actually save anyone. But that's not, that's not what we're taught in Scripture here. This is, this is right. this. <laughs> what we read in Scripture about our Lord and Savior is a king. And I, and I say this a lot, and, and I know that I do. But you don't give a king a try. You don't. You don't make a decision for a king and say, you know what? I'm going to give Jesus a try. You know, the, the gospel that is preached today is a man-centered yep. gospel. It's a man-centered gospel. You know, we, you know, we're told, you know, at least I was all my life growing up, you know, there's something special about you. You know, there, there's something special about you. And, and God looked down from heaven and desired a relationship with you so bad that he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And if you don't give him a chance, his death's in vain. So give him, you know. Wow. <laughs> well, let's read verse 43 through, through 45 here. Jesus therefore yeah. answered and said unto them, murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and have learned of the Father cometh unto me. Amen. And, and again, Amen. this is totally this is totally contrary to the world. It's, to, it's totally contrary to it. You know, and yep. Right. That's right. Yeah, there's, you know, I, I you couldn't have picked a better chapter <laughs> to talk about. I, I never get tired of hearing the sixth chapter of John, brother. That's, that's Amen. wonderful. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. You know, and I just love what he tells them down in verse 40. Um, in verse, uh, let's see here, in um in verse 49, he says, your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. <laughs> and, they, and, you know, they, and they couldn't get it. You know, these people yeah. spent, I, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine how many, how much time that these people, some of them at least, especially the Pharisees and the scribes, you know, yeah. who, how, you know, how much time that they spent studying the law, you know, and, you know, and, yeah. and you know, Christ told them, you know, and I may not exactly repeat this verbatim, but what he told them was, you know, you search the scriptures because in them you think you, because in them you have eternal, you think that you have eternal life, but they speak of me. Right. You know, and. And, the, and yet they would not come to him for eternal life. No. Like, you know. Like he said, you know, no man, don't murmur amongst yourselves. I mean, I can just yeah. ima just imagine them all, <laughs> yeah. you know, throwing you know throwing up their hands and stomping their feet, you know, sort of like those people do today that always holler, "We want Mashiach now," <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a bunch of sport kids, you know, we want Mashiach yeah. now, you know, <laughs> you know, and. And he told them, you know, murmur not amongst yourselves. No man can come to me. No man is able to come to me except the Father which has sent me draws him, and I'll raise him up at the last day because we're dead in sin and trespass. That's dead. right. That's... A, a dead man can do nothing except remain yep. dead. You know, that it, was right. Yep. When, when Jesus called Lazarus out of that tomb, 
Lazarus didn't sit there. Well, let me think about this for a minute. No, he had to come out when Jesus said, come out. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and um, also just uh, moving down in the chapter around verse 53, starting in verse 53, I love, I mean, this this teaching here that he gives them, you know, I mean, I can just see them shaking their heads, you know, I mean, like, you know, like in verse 61, it says, when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, does this offend you? <laughs> right. you, know, cause he, you know, because he tells them in the preceding verses. Um, verse yep. 53, verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth oh, my yeah. flesh and, and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and they say in verse 60, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, yeah, incredible. Yep, it is. These, these verses have a spiritual meaning. But, of course, the people in the ancient world heard it, and they mistakenly ascribed a literal meaning to it. And that's where they got this ridiculous idea that Christians engage in, you know, cannibalism and all of that nonsense. But it's it's a spiritual book, and and everything in this book is spiritual. So to, to, to apply a literal... Uh, meaning to it is is you're you're mistaken right out the gate. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, sir. And you see the context here. He talks he talks about before those verses that we just read. You know, yes. he references in verse forty nine. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. So he's referencing the sacrificial system that was given to the Israelites in the Old Testament while they were in the wilderness and how the priest would consume the sacrifice. So that's the comparison. See, and and, and 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 that's the comparison that he's drawing here. And right, they, right. but but they couldn't see it. And why could they not see it? Well, the ones that couldn't see it, like he goes on to tell them, you know. Um, but verse sixty-four. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray him. Why? Because he works everything after the counsel of his own will. And he and he said, Therefore said I said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean it's uh you know, he you know, like I say, he is king. And he and we have in our Lord and Savior a sovereign ruler. And you don't give a king a chance. You're conquered by one, and you are made to bow. You're made to bow. You know, That's and right. us, you know, and us being taught of God by the grace of God, you know, loving him who has first loved us, like King David said, you know, um, 
where is it? Is it Psalm 65? I could be wrong. You know, blessed, blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causes to approach unto thee. You know, we don't have a yeah. choice in the matter. If you were given to the son by the father, <laughs> you're going to believe on him and you don't have a choice. Yep. Coming with me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, even repentance, you know, I think it's in Luke 15. You know, yep. Christ teaches in that parable about the shepherd going to retrieve the one lost sheep and bringing it back to the fold. And then he goes on to say, you know, therefore, there, you know, there, there is rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. All right, and, that, and in that parable, he teaches us that the act of repentance on a, by a sinner is him going to get us because we're lost. Mm-hmm. All right, and yeah. the act of repentance on our, on our behalf is him going and retrieving that which was lost. It's, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. It really is. You know, it's just yeah. so miraculous yeah. and wonderful. Yep, and you got that psalm right. It's uh, 65, verse 4. Blessed is the man thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy. That's right. So you got it. Psalm 65, verse 4. That's a good one. Don't you guys just love that? Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, it's interesting. I, I've often referred to Christ's teachings when he says that the reason that you don't believe on me is because you are not of my sheep. Because, you know, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me and no man can pluck them out of my hand and no man can pluck them out of my father's hand. And he says... You of your father, you are of your father the devil, and the works of your father you will do. So there is a, a strong distinction between God's elect and those who have not been recipients of His grace. Right. Yeah, and that's a powerful you know, statement. Yes, sir. It is. Go ahead. It really is. Yeah, and in um, in in Genesis chapter three. Um, Let's see here. Uh, you know, in in Genesis chapter three, verse fifteen, um, the Lord says, talking to the serpent, talk, you know, talking to Satan, and I will put yep. enmity, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now clearly this is the first prophecy of our Lord and Savior. Clearly, mm-hmm. ha- having said that, though, it's my it's my opinion that this is the doctrine of election and predestination right here. Mm-hmm. All right, yes. there there are two seed lines spoken of here: the seed of the woman and the seed yep. of the serpent. God's elect mm-hmm. and the reprobate. And this is yeah. taught on every page in Scripture, election and predestination. It's taught from the front of the Bible all the way down to the back. I mean, God chose Abel and passed over Cain, right? Yeah. God chose, God chose Abraham and passed over other family members that he had. He called him out of his home. He chose Isaac and passed over Ishmael. He, chose, he yep. loved Jacob but hated Esau. 
right? He yep. chose David and passed over all of David's brothers. I mean, yeah, it's just it's just everywhere in Scripture. Yeah, how miraculous! Yes, it is. So, uh, you guys want to talk about biblical cosmology? Sure. Well, uh, yeah, that's fine. Now, I want to um, just make a statement for one of our guests. He knows who he is. I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, the rest of the people on here not were not um, embracing um, the cosmology that we hold to. So this was not a planned event to come against you, brother. So I just want to let you know that because you joined us. Um, but we, op- we openly talk about biblical cosmology here. So please don't take offense to the fact that we're talking about it. So I did want to make that statement for one of our guests. Go ahead, brother. Carl. Okay. Okay. Um, well, brother Mark, do you have any scriptures in mind you like to reference when it comes to biblical cosmology or... I mean, um, go for it. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, I think I'm going to go to. I think I'm going to go to Jeremiah 31. Oh, okay. There we go. 31. Let's see here. Verse 31. Okay. Let's before, read, you start, um, before you start, I'd like to just make one statement, if I could. Um, uh, there was a time in my life when I was very um, reluctant to talk about cosmology. Um, and I, I held the position, like a lot of people, that it was causing, you know, a dissension among the brethren and... Uh, just to lay off the subject and so on. I held that position. Uh, However, after a a great deal of study in the Bible regarding creation and cosmology, I have, the good Lord has changed my my position. And so now we are outspoken about it uh, because once, my, my thoughts on it is I cannot parlay out uh, creation from redemption. Uh, they're inseparably tied. So I did want to make that statement. So uh, for those who have difficulties, uh, because we've been so programmed all of our lives with the heliocentric model, and even people in the heliocentric model oftentimes don't even know what we're talking about, uh, just basically that, you know, the whether the we are stationary uh, whether the sun is revolving around the earth or whether the earth is revolving around the sun. So anyway, I did want to make that little statement. You know, look, uh, probably everyone is on this call We weren't born geocentrists we, because we had, the, we had the globe up in our crib, okay, flying over our crib. So, uh, anyway, go ahead. Okay. Um, well, yeah, uh, you know, it. and to be honest, I mean, there was a time where, you know, I, 
you know, I didn't, I, I wanted to be absolutely sure that I wasn't attempting to, to put my hands to it. You know, I, I didn't want to be trying to, I didn't want to add to the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, um, and this is what I, you know, this is what I've been accused of by the sovereign grace, sovereign grace, some sovereign grace pastors that I used to, you know, that I used to associate with um, is adding to the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. So I'm just going to read a few verses out of Jeremiah 31 and um, then I'm going to read and then I'm going to go to the New Testament. And I'm going to read some out of Matthew 24. And I'll get Brother Mark to help me, if you don't mind. Sure. And, and uh, we'll just let the Word of God speak for itself. And we'll let God be true. And every man a liar is what we'll do. Because we don't pick and choose what we're going to believe out of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. We stand on the Word of God as it is revealed to us by His Spirit. We don't pick and choose what we will and what we will not believe, just because it's contrary to the way we were taught, all right? And when we do that, all right, whenever we exchange the truth of God in Holy Scripture for a lie and for the traditions of men, we have called God a liar. And we stuck our fist in the face of God, and we said, you know what, God, you're not going to rule over me, all right? And when, and when, <laughs> and if you want to know what happens to people that do stuff like that, just read the first chapter of Romans. Um, brother Mark, will you, if you don't mind, brother, will you please read verses thirty-three through verses thirty-seven in Jeremiah chapter thirty-one? Okay, thirty Jeremiah thirty-one and thirty-three to thirty-seven, right? Yes, sir. Okay, very good. In the authorized King James, as always. All right, verse 33. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Verse 34, and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Verse 35, thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light by day, and and the ordinances of the moon and of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea, when the waves thereof roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. Verse 36, if those ordinances depart from before me, saith the Lord, then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. Verse 37, thus saith the Lord, if heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out, Beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, saith the Lord. All right. So what we're taught here, just like what we're taught here is the salvation of a sinner, the predestination and the election, right? That we just read that 
we just read about in John 6, God references that and ties that to his sovereignty in his creation. All right? Amen. We see we see the old and new covenants here, right? In verses 32 and verses 33. Right? And then and then we're told in verse 35, Thus saith the Lord which giveth the sun for a light by day, and the ordinances of the moon and of the stars for a light by night. <laughs> which divide the seas when the ways thereof roar. Lord, the Lord of hosts is his name. Verse 37, Thus saith the Lord, If heaven can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, saith the Lord. All right, so either God's, cre- either God's creation is like he describes it, it's fixed, it's enclosed, and it's immovable, just like his will, because his word will not return unto him void, right? Amen. But it will go forth and prosper unto which the thing that he sent it, right? And that we and that word that will not return unto him void is the gospel of Jesus Christ that sa- that saves the sinner, right? God Himself is the one that ties the salvation of a sinner to the sovereignty to His sovereignty displayed in His creation. He's the one that's yes, done this, not not us, right? <laughs> And in and in verse and in chapter and in Matthew, right? And just real quickly, I know I've said this before. Like we just mm-hmm. read in Jeremiah thirty-one, the the ordinances of the sun and the moon and the stars. There, if the sun is not in circuit over the earth like God describes, if it does, <laughs> all right. If the moon is not its own light, all right. If the stars are not their own light, and each one of them different, like like God describes in His Word. All right, then there is no salvation, and we're lost. Amen. Amen. Brother Ashley has a wonderful comment here. He says, I believe there is an excuse for believers who don't believe the flat earth, but once you have been shown from Scripture, there's no excuse. Exactly right. Amen. 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 Um, yes, I, so, well, also, I also want to jump in and welcome uh, Teresa Riley, who's joined us. Uh, welcome aboard, Teresa. And, yeah, I also agree that, um, the, the, you know, the 19th Psalm is a tremendous psalm around what Brother uh, Carl was talking about, too. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Amen. And say day in the day, he utter speech, and night in the night, and so on. So that's a really good passage. And when we start talking about the firmament, that really ties in with Brother Carl's statement about us being a closed system. And uh, so anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in. Welcome aboard, Teresa Riley. Go ahead, guys. Brother Mark, do you have anything to say? Was there anything that you'd like to say about what we read in Jeremiah 31? Oh, that I do see that connection that you were talking about, about the ordinances being maintained by the Lord and the connection to the seed of Israel. I do, I do see that. That's very interesting, that connection. Right. Amen. Yeah, and just I'll just read a couple of verses out of Matthew 24 here. Um, in verse 29, in Matthew 24, of course, the authorized King James Version only, 
uh, verse 29. Yeah. And Jesus Christ, our, you know, our blessed Lord and Savior here is refer- is talking about here, biblical, he's, he's referencing biblical cosmology. And remember, he's the one who created all of it. <laughs> All right, and when we deny that, it's like it, it, you know, it's like Brother Ashley said. You know, ignorance is one thing. All right. Yeah, but once you, but once you've been shown, yeah, and you, and you, so and and you choose to reject that. All right, you and you exchange the truth of God for a lie. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. You know, woe, you know, woe unto you. Um, you know, like I say, we don't, you know, we don't get to do that. I mean, um, verse, so, so verse 29, um, in Matthew 24, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Verse 30, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Yeah, I mean, you know, he just, you know, he tells us right here. All right? He clearly draws a distinction that the moon is a different light from the sun. Um, yeah. and that, And he tells us that the stars are actually going to fall out of the firmament, out of the open mm. firmament. They're going to fall to earth. Um, so, you know, I think that by the grace of God, you know, that if we, if we trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding and just acknowledge him in all our ways, you know, yeah. you know, he, you know, again, let, you know, let, let God be true. And every man a liar. Yeah, and that you know, yeah. that you know, she, you know, it's like Elijah told the people, you know, choose this day which you know who you're going to serve. You know. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I had yeah, and um, I had somebody tell me several years back I was talking to this so-called Christian about biblical cosmology and he was denying it. And I read that verse in Matthew 24 to him about the sun being darkened and the moon ceasing to give her a light. He was like, that's because the, that's because the, because the moon is the sun's reflection, man. That's what that's teaching you. Well, if you go to first Corinthians chapter 15, um, we'll go and I'll read verses 40 and 41 in first Corinthians 15. There are also mm-hmm. celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differeth from another star in glory. See, I mean, mm. clearly, we're taught here, biblical cosmology, and that each star is different, <laughs> unlike what they teach us in school. All right, and that the sun and the moon are two different types of light. Mm. All right, and, you know, again, um, because this is the word of God, you know, it should matter to us. Every word of it. And if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't, then maybe we should question our motives. 
Yes, yes. What I recall being taught, you know, way back then, I, I recall something about being said about that the moon is reflecting the sunlight from the sun. And so I, I seem to recall that from long, long time ago. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. man, I tell you, it's, uh, I mean, Amazing. I would like to know, you know, this is what I would really, you know, I would like to know for people who, you know, first of all, I mean, we read in the first chapter of Genesis for four days, all right, for 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 the first three days, well, before the sun was even created, or the moon, or the stars, it says, and the evening and the morning were the first day three times. Yes. So how was there an evening and a morning, right? How was there an evening and a morning on three preceding days <laughs> there was no sun for the earth to revolve and spin around? That's a good and point. I mean, you know, it, you know, where, you know, where is Christ? I had somebody ask me a while back, you know, well, why is this so important to you? For, you know, and do you have to believe any of this to be saved? Is what this person asked me. Do you have to believe biblical cosmology? And I said, how much of the Word of God do you have to believe to be to be to be a believer? Yep. You know. You know, where is Christ, where is Christ first revealed to us at? All right, Amen. where? It's Genesis yep. 1. It's, it's the first chapter of Genesis. Yep. All right. In, in verse 1, in the beginning, yep. God created the heaven and the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and... Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I know, I know that it's a divisive, divisive subject... You know, you know, God has, you know, God is the one working all this, and ultimately, you know, He has chosen, you know, for the last 500 years, you know, He has allowed this truth to be suppressed. For what, you mm-hmm. know, for, you know, again, He works all things after the counsel of His own will. But you know, the time has come. You know, we you know we can't claim ignorance anymore. <laughs> you know, and answer to to answer that guy that you were talking to long ago. What did he say? Do I have to believe biblical cosmology? My answer, our answer is, if you're really saved, you will believe it. Right, right. You know, this is you know this is you know what James taught. You know. This is, you know, this is what we're taught in James. You know, faith, you know, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, and as believers, you know, we're going to believe the word of God as it is taught to us in Scripture, and we're going to say, "Let God be true, and every man a liar." All right. Once mm-hmm. we go to picking and choosing out of the word of God what it is and what we will not believe. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, we're making we're making a serious mistake when we do that. You know? Yeah. Serious yeah. mistake. And then you mentioned that we see 
and the son in the first verse of Genesis, and then in verse 2, and in verse 2 of the first chapter of Genesis, we see the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So we see all three persons of the, of the, of the triune Godhead active in the first two verses of the first book, of, of the first letter of the Bible. Amen. Amen. Excellent point, you know. Yeah. And then, and uh, you know, I'm yeah, sorry. If you, if, yeah, that's okay. If you present uh, the people passage from Joshua, well, I mean, that poses a real problem for the Christians who believe in a heliocentric model mm-hmm. of a rotating orbiting around the sun because in Joshua 10, 1 through 13, God calls the sun and the moon to stand still. Yeah. So in order, in order for the Christians to hold to heliocentricity, they must necessarily call God a liar because God moved Joshua to give a command to both the mm-hmm. sun and the moon and still. You know? That proved, right, that right. That, that they were moving before he made that command as well, so... Right, and you know, then, and, and you know, and going beyond that, you know, if you say, like, you know, like someone told me once, well, it was just these people's perception, all right? This is just what they thought, all right? Well, if that's the case, then, 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 then we do not have an infallible Word of God. Then the Word of God cannot be trusted. Either the Word of God is absolute truth, or it's not. There is no middle ground. That's right. right. That's right. There is no middle ground. You know, and once you start making compromises like that with the word of God, where do you stop? Where do you stop? Is the birth and life and crucifixion and death and resurrection of our blessed Lord and Savior all poetic as well? Mm hmm. Right. You know, I mean, where do you stop? You know, once you open that can of worms, it's You know, but yeah, yeah, I mean, and and even um, and even uh, you know, verse eleven, um, or you know, verse twelve, where it talks about um, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the third day. Where is the evening and the morning coming from? It's just the sun hasn't been created, you know, and it's right. almost like a, it's all and it's almost like a picture of the resurrection of Jesus Christ here in verse twelve. I haven't really quite figured that out yet, but somehow it's to me it seems like a connection between you know that we're being taught here out of the trees and the grass growing out of the earth. And the resurrection of Christ. It's like a foreshadowing of it or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Amen. Amen. But yeah, uh and the day um, and night cycle too. The and and the cycle of day and night. You know, the night is dark and sin is dark and spiritual darkness, and then the daytime comes, 
And that's, you know, like the, like the bright morning star, Jesus Christ, after conquering sin, the grave, and death. Right, right. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and, you know, why would we, you know, why would we as believers even want to reject the Word of God and and embrace the doctrines of men, the traditions of men. And, and look, yeah. not, and not even the traditions of men, but unregenerate sinners, you know, mm-hmm. and, known, and known Satanists and, and pedophiles. You know, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, I mean, for anybody out there that's listening, you know, that hasn't, looked into biblical cosmology at this point, just take you 30 minutes and do you a little research on where the heliocentric worldview came from. Look, in, look, look, into, look, look into Pythagoras and look into Copernicus and look into Hebrew mysticism, most popularly referred to as the Kabbalah. All right. Yeah, look into yeah. these things and look into NASA. Look into JPL, Jack Par- um, Jet Propulsion Laboratory. All right. Look into these things for yourself. Yeah. And, yep. and and when you see what these people, who these people worshipped, and the things that they engaged in, I mean, you're going to be really, you're going to be shocked. Yeah. Brother Larry, didn't uh, Brother Ed say that that NASA head engineer was a Freemason or something? Yeah, of course. I think Brother Carl has done a lot of study on uh, Parsons. The uh, one of the originators was highly into the occult. Oh and, yeah. Know, I think yeah. also that uh, it's really interesting. Um, one of the things that in Ed Henry's book, I'm showing it right, right now on the screen, The Greatest Lie on Earth. If you get a chance, get your hands on that. You can get an e-copy. Go to Google and just Google it up, The Greatest Lie on Earth, Edward Henry. But one of the things that Ed points out in his book is that he says, I, don't, I can't recall, maybe Carl or Mark can help me, but there's a scripture that says, if I tell you earthly things and you don't believe, how can you believe in heavenly things? I think it's in yeah. John. Yeah. Well, think of that. So in other words, God has told us earthly things. He's told us about in six days he created the the earth, the mm-hmm. evening and the morning day, the evening. He also told us that the earth is fixed. It's stationary. It's not moving. He also right. told us that he was clear about... <laughs> The fact that there were two great lights, one to rule the day and one to rule the night, not a shadow. And all of these different things that he describes, the firmament and everything. So he told us all that. If we don't believe that, how can we believe him on all of the salvation issues? How can we believe that? Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You were so right. And, you know... You know, again, it just seems to me that most of the time, what, or at least in my experience, dealing with dealing with so-called Christians over this subject, 
in my experience, what what these people believe is, well, I'm saved. It doesn't matter what I believe. You know, this is what they tell themselves. It doesn't matter. I can believe what I want to. It doesn't matter. I've got my ticket punched, so to speak. And this is how sovereign grace people think. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, this how this how they think. You know, I've got you yep. know I, you know. I'm saved. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter what I believe about the creation. I'm good. Well, yeah, that's not what the By word the of God way, teaches us. What you just described was the way that millions of people came into the false idea of intelligent design. Okay. Mm. Started out, they said they believed in six days literal creation. Then they got into false scientism and started believing Darwinianism and the evolutionary model and carbon dating and everything that goes with it. And now I have a nephew that, before my father died, who went to the American Nazarene College that went in and began to tell my dad that he had it all wrong, that creation happened over millions and millions and millions of years. This is what happens when people start taking the Bible and parlaying it out and saying, this really doesn't mean that, it means this. And this is exactly what happened to me in my own personal experience. I've shared this before with Romans 9. You know, I was taught Romans 9 Jacob, have I loved Esau, have I was taught it meant something totally I was taught that it's referring to nations. I was taught that uh, it really meant uh, God loved uh, Esau less than he loved Jacob. All kind of lies. You know, just like the 45th chapter of Isaiah. I create light. I create darkness. I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. How many yeah. theologians have heard explain that cha- that verse away? So once you start going down that road, like Brother Mark said, once you start going down the road saying, well, that really doesn't mean this, it means that. That's really, yeah. that's really a metaphor. That's really symbology. On and on mm-hmm. it goes, and where it stops, nobody knows. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so I had to, yeah. the, Lord, the Lord brought me to a point where I remember telling Rosette, as it relates to the ninth chapter of Romans. I either believe what it says, that, that he, has ve- he has created vessels unto honor and vessels unto dishonor, the children yeah. being not yet, not having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand. I either believe that or I don't. If I don't believe it, I might as well throw the whole Bible in the trash. That's right. right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Right. And, you know, and... And real quickly before we go, just like we read in Jeremiah 31 a while ago, God himself said, if these things, if these ordinances that I have created for the sun and the moon and the stars, if the heavens can be measured, if the foundations of the earth can be searched out, I will cast off all mine elect. All right? Well, these men have claimed to have measured the heavens. They say we're in a self-expanding universe going around an average star and average solar system. All right. They claim to have searched the foundations of the earth out. All right. They tell us that the earth has a molten metal core in it, and that right now the north magnetic pole of the earth has shifted. So I was reading the other day. All right. <laughs> so by so by God's own divine decree in His Word, if man has done that, and we're on a spinning ball, 
in a solar system where they've measured the heavens and searched the foundations of the earth out, then there's no salvation. And that's, that's right. God saying, and that's God saying that, not us. Let mm-hmm. God be true and every man a liar. Amen, brother. Well, Amen. I really appreciate you guys and all of our guests tonight that have joined us. And I, you know, it's not our intent to offend anyone. It's our our intent is to be truth tellers. And if it offends, we're, you know, we can't. <laughs> in other words, we can't compromise truth just to get along with everyone. That goes back to Brother Mark's quote by Martin Luther. So. I know he'll give the quote at the end, so I'll let him do that. But I want to thank everybody for um, joining us. We've come up to the top of the hour. Thank you, Brother Mark. Thank you, Brother Carl. And thank you, Ashley. And and I I won't go through everybody else's names. Well, I guess I could. Teresa, um, Riley, um, and let's see if I, Oscar, and um, Barry, Henderson, Andrew. Dan Richardson, um, and all Teresa, all of everyone that's joined us, we appreciate you coming on board. I'm going to turn it over to Brother Carl and Brother Mark to make any final comments before I close it out. All right, thank you, brothers, for moving the time back for me so I could make the fellowship tonight. I really enjoyed it. And uh, Brother Ashley, we're glad that you could be here with us, everybody out there listening. Um, um, I love you guys, Brother Mark and Brother Larry and Brother Mark Phillips and Sister Rosette in Jesus' name of Jesus Christ and my beautiful wife, Babs. And I'll close Amen. with the quote by Martin Luther, um, peace if possible and truth at all costs. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Any final thoughts, Mark? I just I love you guys. It's so Amen. wonderful to be this fellowship and yes we we have to let scripture speak for itself you know people yeah. put their interpretations on scripture like you said you like you said your mom does brother larry and yes so we have to let scripture interpret and speak for itself and you know yeah. i've churches a long time ago where, where they'll jump around to all different scripture pulling it out of context you have to you have to read the whole passage that the scripture is embedded in to get the whole idea. We have to let scripture speak for itself. Love you Amen. guys. God bless everyone. And good night. Good night. God bless. Good night, guys. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.